0: Hey Coconuts, welcome to another episode of Weekly Market Updates where we scour the net for interesting markets news. We managed to find some earnings to cover this week, so we'll cover DocuSign, right? And tech layoffs have been making the headlines, so we'll take a more general look at that and how we might think about it if it happens at companies whose shares we own. And finally, crypto, right? We, we continue following the week's market movements and talk a bit about why it might be a good time to start buying some crypto or why we bought some Right. A broad range of topics this week. So let's get started.
1: Hey, Coconuts. Welcome back to Weekly Market Update with me, Rakesh.
0: Anthony. Oh, is that it? no, Jefferson.
1: I, yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff okay, is, okay one, what? What, what, what is he on now? Uh, I think yeah, it's a I holiday. Uh, it will be a quick one.
0: Okay, I mean there, there isn't that much news this few weeks I think. It feels kind of quiet then. The, the US also have a long weekend this weekend. It's terrible. It's so inconsiderate mm. for content creators
1: yeah. like us, right? <laughs> exactly. We really had to scrape through but we have we have a few for you uh this week actually. Coconut. So we're going to talk a little bit on on DocuSign. They just had its earnings call. We're then going to bring up a little bit on tech companies announcing layoffs, right? Uh, is this a good thing or a bad thing? I think we've got Shopee, Tesla was, was going to be layoff, Peloton, Coinbase, Kavana as well. Uh, uh, it's, and last it's, it's but a not laundry least, list
0: least, everybody now
1: It is actually. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, right, we've seen a little bit of a, of a rally in the S&P and in the stocks, a little bit on the crypto as well. Together with a bit of a crash with the crypto, which we discussed I think last week. I uh, look to discuss that a little bit more as we carry on this right. week. Exciting, awesome, yeah. Uh, not much better today, Anthony. I think just the two of us.
0: No, I think we we, we are all a bit tired. <laughs> it's it's been a, it's been a rough half a year.
1: <laughs> it has, it has. Uh, it's been a, a real up and down roller coaster, and and hopefully, well, it looks like it's going to continue. To be honest, with the, with the feds raising their rates and all.
0: Yeah, it is. It is, and and I think, but you know, I would say that this has been a good time to kind of revisit. You know that whatever plan you made when you started right you know what, what your conviction mm-hmm. was why you wanted to do things a certain way you know and uh, i think i said it in one of the other episodes or a stock geek out, i can't remember this is kind of the first time you know our generation is going through such turbulent markets right so better mm-hmm. early than late i think you know and, and it's good for us to, to kind of use this time to stress this our approach and if we are finding it one thing tweak it a bit, change it a bit. Don't sell everything, right? Don't stop investing, (laughs) but you you can always kind kind of revise your approach slightly in in different market circumstances.
1: Yep, definitely. Like most companies do in in a low market area is consolidate, (laughs) revisit, analyze, and then we'll go again. (laughs) Don't
0: waste this time. It's it's an important time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So with that, let's get to our first story. All right, DocuSign. Now they had their earnings call yes. a week or a couple of weeks ago, Q1 earnings call, with actually weaker than expected returns. Right? Okay. Uh, it's five eight eight million versus five eight one million. Now mm-hmm. with this, this wasn't the only good news. I mean, <laughs> sarcastically, good news. This wasn't the only bad news for for DocuSign. They actually said as well that their growth has been coasting for a fair bit, and at the same time, their company reported a net loss. That at twenty seven point four million when it was just eight million a year ago, so all of these things in play has actually dropped the stock twenty four percent after the earnings call. Right, it actually dropped from eighty seven to sixty five dollars. Oh, we mean it can still drop. I, I thought right. it
0: has dropped like dropped then dropped then dropped then dropped then dropped. I, I guess there's still room to fall. Yes,
1: there <laughs> is still room to fall. Right now, it's at fifty nine. I believe it's not really gone up since <laughs> the earnings call or, okay, or sixty. Okay. Uh, There is still a little bit of room to drop technically. (laughs) Um, And I think one thing I want to bring up before we go about the the discussion is the fact that during the earnings call, he mentioned that the sales is trying to approach more on drumming up demand and Mm -hmm. fixing go-to-market challenges, right? Now, for me, that could sound like someone that doesn't really know how to fix the problem that they're facing.
0: Oh, I I remember this. Anthony, what are your thoughts there? This was the CEO who, who kind of blamed the the staff. That's how I read his letter. My impression of it was that he was going, oh yeah, you know, the, the people in our company, we got too used to the good times in, in the COVID where we didn't have to sell ourselves, right? Essentially, people needed to e-sign documents. They came to us. Our, our sales team just mm. didn't need to do anything. Just the cycle track, on people, and, and that's it. And now we're in a different market yeah. and, and they don't know how to act. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. And I think they fired people, so I'm I'm not quite yes. sure if they, they actually got to that. So so yeah, this is the company. It was, it's terrible. And, and yeah, sorry. Just on stock price. Yes, this is that company. Late last year, they were at three hundred and fourteen dollars. So so it's eighty percent down. Okay. So there's still room. That's it's It can eighty i guess we are, we are more concerned about business <laughs> performance so let's get to that right i think maybe he's right you know i mean you know, and, and this is workplaces right? used to a way mm. of working get used to a pace of working get used to doing things a certain way and and after a while if things change and your workforce is unable to adapt then then that's just too bad and maybe you know he is right that you know, for the better greater good of the company he needs to kind of refresh his workforce a bit i don't know i don't know anybody who works in there i don't know what the culture is like but perhaps or he could just be finding an excuse because at the end of the day he's the leader right he should be noticing all these things right from the start and trying to address them rather than looking at financials a few months later with a lag and saying no you know um we, we need to change something Right. I mean that's what Bezos, right? Always day one. Exactly. Keep pushing your people, keep challenging them. Maybe a terrible place to work for in terms of like worker welfare, but good for financial performance. I yeah, think Amazon, Bezos.
1: That's the part that's worrying, right? A CEO, when, when saying something like this, is very, very much worrying. And I will lose confidence if someone were to say this. I'm looking to drum up demand. Mm. I'm looking to fix go-to-market challenges. You should be three steps ahead of this. You knew this was going to happen. Yeah. You saw it with Zoom. You saw it with other pandemic stocks or t- pandemic tech stocks, as you will. And you know this was happening because it's been going on for a good two to three quarters. So to say this, for me, loses confidence in, in the CEO straight away because... What is he going to do? Refresh his entire sales staff? Because you've got to train again. It's costly. Your loss is going to just increase and you're not going to get much revenue out of all of it. So until they, again, back up and you've come up with a new strategy, right? All this implementation, there is a lag. It will take six, nine months, 12 months even to implement. And for me, that's the most worrying thing. Yep. Um, what, what are your thoughts there, Anthony? It doesn't sound like good leadership,
0: to be honest. And I think this is what first quarter results, so so it's kind of fine i think you, you also kind of want to look at to see one is whether they can still grow revenue right from the sounds of it if they're going to lay off mm. their sales team that they're they essentially calling their current team unfit for purpose probably not <laughs> two is uh, it, okay they, they can't grow revenue fine can they cut costs to maybe be a bit more profitable because everybody wants to look at free cash flow and you know yeah, proper profit margins. Now, I think that's something to look out for next quarter in terms of business performance. I would say one very probably quite a bright spark is you know docu sign is is now a verb, right? You don't talk, you don't say, "I want to e sign document," mm. oh, you do, but you say we want to docu sign, you know, and it's a bit like I mean, you Google it, right? It's it's a verb now and that. Has tended to mean that these companies become dominant and and are great companies and you know are winners in that generation and all of that. Maybe DocuSign will be one of them, given that they have their mind share. But yeah, I think it's a work in progress.
1: Yeah, I think you know on on that note, they did say that all of 2023 they're looking to see 2.47 billion to 2.48 billion in revenue, compared to the 2.47 that they said they was going to have, right? So they're not increasing. They're not decreasing. It's actually quite the same mm-hmm. in terms of its consensus in, in, in terms of revenue. For me, one of one of the questions that I have here... Isn't
0: that just a bit more than whatever their current quarter is times four? Because it's about five yes. eight mil. You multiply it for that. That's 2.35 billion. So they're forecasting what yes. like 5% revenue growth next year? Come on, that's that's not not even that yeah (laughs) exactly exactly right you better be be spinning out cash
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i
0: mean you're not growing you're you're loss making you have no free cash flow
1: come on exactly Yes, exactly, exactly. 2021, I do know that they had close to nothing, no no free cash flow in, in DocuSign for 2022, right? Close to nothing there. On top of that, <laughs> revenue is staying still. Loss is increasing in terms of net loss that we just saw in this quarter. So obviously, you know, investors are not quite confident with DocuSign. One thing I want to put forth is the, that you brought up, right? DocuSign is, is a verb now, right? It's like Google it, they just DocuSign it. But a lot of these CRM tech firms, it's very easy for them to incorporate an e-signature into these, right? And these are systems like HRMS or finance systems with quotations, invoicing, and they've started to do this already, right? Your Oracles, your your Salesforces, all of those guys are already incorporating. And you don't need to incorporate DocuSign because it's part of their Mm. license fee. For me, that's the worrying bit. Is this still a feasible, viable company that we should be looking at in the next two to three years? What's your thoughts there,
0: Andre? I I don't know. I think it, it comes back to their signature product, right? Their signature product is e signature. Maybe I don't understand the technical complexity, but my immediate question is how difficult yeah. can that be? <laughs> you know And I mean, as a person who organizes signings for a <laughs> lot of people in different countries, I, I would say that we can get documents electronically signed even when everybody is separate places and you know we don't need DocuSign. And I think you know um, aside from that as well, Adobe, which is obviously PDF is coming up with or have come up with their own e signature solution as well, right? And that is yeah. a clear adjacency ag- for Adobe that, you know, it's, it's easy for them to win because everybody's opening a PDF anyway. Instead of installing a DocuSign add-on to your, you know, whatever PDF reader, Adobe just, just adds it in. So, you know, I, I think it doesn't have as much of a mode as maybe it thought it did or as maybe, you know, being a verb implies. And that would be mm.
1: a longer-term problem.
0: And with management like that, it's hard to see how
1: they'll win. Exactly. One last question I want to throw as a spanner. If this continues to decline, and it has been declining since, do you think that they're going to sell out to maybe another company? Like your Adobe's or or your Oracle's or something like that as the e-signature? Could that be a possibility?
0: I think this is obviously not financial <laughs> advice, and I'm going to be very, very wrong. Nope. Um, Is that yeah. in, in the next two years, <laughs> right? You will see a lot of SaaS companies getting acquired. You know, just because you, you want the team, you want the underlying tech, and you don't want to build it yourself again. And it's cheap, right? I think it's what, five times the price to sales. If you could be Microsoft and, and you go, oh, you know, I, I want a secure e signature thing instead of building out a team, I'll just spend what, what was the market cap now? 10 billion buying it? That's market
1: cheap. cap 12 billion 12 billion yes correct
0: 12 billion yep that's cheap right um i mean if it gets mm-hmm. past antitrust that, then that's amazing they have a ready-made competitor to adobe with greater mind share. you know so i think SaaS companies will get bought out increasingly over the next two years um, just because there have been too many of them they are getting cheaper multiples mm. getting lower whether it's by pe or by incumbents nobody really knows and whether or not their purchase price is higher or lower than your purchase price now, I think that's going to be the next question, right? Because you can buy it at $60 now, it drops to 30 they announce a takeout at 40 You know, you are still 20%, 30% down, you know? So, so a buyout exactly. isn't necessarily good news. That merger up game is, is a, a very different game from what we normally do, I think.
1: Yeah, it is. Um, I think that's honestly speculation at this point in time. But uh, personally, yes. I would not invest in, in DocuSign. I don't think it's a, it's a viable product unless they come up with <laughs> yeah. some sort of pivot or, or something like this. But that's my advice oh, for myself, right? <laughs> not financial yep. advice, coconuts. Or, or but they that's something execute on the pivot. Yes. And, and they better execute on the pivot and not try to talk about different go-to-market strategies about the same product, which they should know about <laughs> God knows how long ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: don't you feel insulted as a salesperson?
1: Oh my God. No, really, I read that line and I'm like, I'm sorry, but if that was my my CEO saying this to me and yeah, I'm a salesperson terrible, right? in a SAS with company, exactly. Exactly. I'll be I'll be like, okay, time to apply for jobs right now. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yes. Bye guys. <laughs> I know. It's terrible. Yeah. Awesome. So that was that was DocuSign. I think very clear coconuts on on what we think of it. Love to find out what you think. Do slide yeah. into our DMs. And let us know. All right. For our next story. Anthony, take it away. Oh, no,
0: man. I I think we're we're just continuing the team, right? Yeah, we're just Mm. continuing the team. I'm talking about crappy management. (laughs) Um, I mean, look, recently there's been this whole. I mean, I don't know whether it's the media fear-mongering. Everybody getting ready for recession or CEOs just looking for uh, excuses and scapegoats, right? But there's been this mm. whole range of tech companies announcing layoffs. So, you know, there's been Tesla, they fired even their Singapore country manager. I didn't know we had one, but whatever, they fired him anyway. Carvana okay. lost a lot of people. You know, Coinbase lost a lot of people. Peloton obviously lost a lot of people because they, they, they were struggling.
1: Right? Well, and that one definitely close, Closest to home
0: <laughs> shop. <laughs> Yes. uh, All these companies have issues, right? But, you know, closest to home, Shopee Mm. also lost announced quite wide-ranging layoffs, right? I think we we have obviously talked quite a bit about Shopee, you know, previously when they entered markets and exited markets quickly and, and, you know, we we thought their management was good and all of that. I think that's the question that I have, right? You know, there's all these companies looking at laying off people Mm. for whatever reason, right? They, They, you know, say the same things different ways, but Do we take this as a sign of bad management? So for example, in DocuSign, we were talking about it and we're like, you know, this is poor communication, this is bad leadership, we don't like it, right? But what about something like Shopee, where they say, you know, yes, we run our operations relatively decently, but you know, the market wants to see free cash flow, the market wants to see profits, we are going to get there within this year we do have a bit of excess manpower because previously we were focused really much on growth so we hired to you mm. know in anticipation of growth now we are deciding not to grow at all costs we want to try to be profitable a bit we have shifted our focus so we are letting this excess manpower go you know do we see that as bad management or, or do we just go okay yeah fine you know i mean he's dressed up nicer he sounds a bit more polished therefore we accept that as a <laughs>
1: I mean, for me, it's a bit of a question mark, right? Maybe they thought the pandemic was going to last longer, right? And it, yep. obviously, Shopee and, and all these e-commerce really spiraled and, and, and grew during the pandemic. So if it has lasted or it, it was going to last until September 2022 or or October 2022 or even December 2022, I don't think Shopee would have closed down in France, in India or in, in all the other places that has happened because they will for very much focused on let's just get as much as we can first. Now that they have seen the inflation skyrocketing and all these macro factors at the same time, their stock drops and all of that, they need to be able to adapt to the investors' needs or investors' wants, right? Mm -hmm. So there's two ways to look at it. Number one, didn't have the foresight, but then again, the question is, did anyone have the foresight on when the pandemic was going to end? And number two, is it a good thing? Because they noticed that it's changed, the climate has changed, and they adapted quickly, right? So that's a good thing. But the bad thing is then I'm just going to fire these people and I'm going to execute it so fast that I'm just going to close down in countries to stop loss as we spoke about in, in India and, yep. and in France so that I can consolidate and then go back into my value stockment, like thinking, right? So I guess mm-hmm. that's the, I don't know which one it is, to be honest. Yeah,
0: I think it, it's tough, right? And I mean, of course, we, we are not really talking about the, the human element here where, you know, your friend or our neighbor might be getting, retrench from Shopee, which is really unfortunate, sure. kind of. Well, it, it's a recession, but it's a bad economy if somebody near me is affected, right? So it, exactly that's the kind of thing that kind of brings it home to you. But you know, just, just maybe at a very high level, talking about, well, do, how do we assess management? How, how do we do things like that? I think when we were talking about the exit from France, we or at least we, we kind of said, well, look, you know, it's a nice sign to see that the management is able to make mistakes and adapt quickly to their mistakes. But that doesn't mean that they should be forgiven all the time from making mistakes. (laughs) If you keep making missteps and then, you know, cutting loss very quickly, fine, that's great. But ideally, stop making so many missteps. I mean, it's one thing. Mm. I think we can give them a bit more leeway, right? Maybe India was super competitive market. It's a super competitive e commerce market. You know, France had its own local issues. Southeast Asia, they are obviously still doing really well. You know, maybe not going up, but Shopee is doing really well. Nobody really could have seen that, you No, know, this whole thing was going to come to an end. So, so I mean, there's reasons, right? But, you know, I think it's mm-hmm. something to keep in mind as we continuously assess a company you know yes management is adaptable and all that that's great semi-roofless decent as an investor even if you don't necessarily want to work for them you know on a personal level but if they keep making mistakes and cutting losses somewhere along the line you have to go and say enough is enough you know guys come on do it right properly up front so we don't have to fix these issues at the back
1: Yes, completely agree, right? And maybe they they are at that stage right now. I'm trying to cut them some slack or anything, but maybe they were operating as a as a startup, if you will, right? Let's just go, try, come back. Yep. Go try, come back. But now they realize they can't afford to do that anymore. The cost-benefit doesn't quite make it and therefore consolidate back to their home territory and then reevaluate and then move off again. I think yeah. that's really what they're trying to do. I think we have to see the next steps for me to decide whether this was a, a smart thing or or a lack of foresight. <laughs> Let's put it that way. The next mm. few months are quite critical for Shopee yeah. for me to actually see what's going to go on. And
0: I will say, right, one last thing, and, and this is something I, I haven't really quite quite wrapped my head around. You know, Shopee, yeah. unlike any a lot of the other tech companies that, that we talk about, you know, at a very early growth stage. They are not that early in their life cycle, right? They have what seven billion in cash, mm-hmm. and they don't really have that much long term debt, so they are very, very strong in terms of you know their cash position, right? They are not in financial distress. Would it have been a better play to say, "Fine, we have the firepower now. Let's double down," right? Maybe not in India and in France and in other developed e commerce markets where it's up for grabs, but Let's still double down on places where we are winning, but have not become dominant. Like we can double down in Indonesia. An alternative could have been: you know, we are going to use this chance where everybody else is struggling to gain market share, right? And you know, GoTo is struggling a bit, Grab is mm. struggling a bit. Let's just pump our cash. We have so much of it, and we win. And when the cycle turns, we're ahead because we have decimated all these other people. Right where where they are having a bit of yeah. you know difficulty finding cash now, and I think that's kind of how a, a lot of companies become dominant. You take, you know, you take yeah. the the down part of the cycle and you use it to you know consolidate and strengthen your own market position. So I mean I'm not quite sure what Shopee has thought of that or, or whether I don't think they have actually come out to say why they have chosen one strategy over the other. But you know, I think it's it's food for thought as well.
1: Yeah. I think that's a very good point. Of course, the other one is if you if you know which market you want to expand into, you can take the downturn to gain that market share in a new area, right? So that's even possible, especially with the FCF, not even at home. However, for me, if I was in that management meeting, I'll be asking, what's the probability of success? Because we probably only have one yeah. shot at this. So we better make sure that the country we choose and what we're expanding into is definitely the place that we're going to make it. So maybe that's yep. what they're doing now. Maybe that's what they're deciding because Singapore they've got a got a strong foothold. Uh, Asia, South, Southeast Asia they've got a strong foothold, but not very much outside. So I think it's it's quite critical to see where they're going to be.
0: I think they are
1: pushing for sea um, money very hard,
0: actually. So so they have banking license, mm. I think, in Singapore and. In Malaysia, they got one a few weeks back. And I think in the Philippines, they, they just got one as well. So it seems as if they are really concentrating within Southeast Asia, but you know, expanding their verticals, right? It's not only e-commerce and gaming. It's also you know quasi-fintech and payments and all that other kind of stuff. So yeah, I think th- this is probably a company that, that I'll prefer keeping an eye on more than DocuSign just because yes. I still think there is potential there. We, we just need to be a, a bit careful,
1: especially with, with the current you know market sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And yes, I would keep an eye on Shopee for our coconuts out there. I think this is a good play to see. They're obviously going to be challenging Grab with regards to C Money. And they're going to be doing it on multiple fronts, right? You've got Grab on one side, then of course you've got Lazada and Alibaba on the other side as Shopee tries to take over yeah. uh Southeast Asia. So let's let's see. Pretty interesting. Awesome. Yep. Um I think lastly, you um crypto. What's happened there, Anthony? Yes,
0: uh, crypto. I mean, well, last week, we, I kind of went off on a tangent and said, ah, crypto is crap. No, <laughs> well, not not crap. It's a difficult market. And, and I, I kind of I kind of stand by that, right? Oh, sorry. I do stand by that crypto mm. is a difficult market. I think I have a very strong preference for equities just because it's more consistent, right? You don't get the rules changed from under your feet, like, you know, in a day or so and, and have to react accordingly. But yeah, I mean, the, the crypto markets have, have been well, fun, right? And uh, so yeah. just Bitcoin, which is the largest one, I think it went over the weekend. It's been hanging around 20000 USD with Bitcoin. It, it finally broke below that threshold. And then that threshold was seen as important because it was pretty much the amount at which miners of Bitcoin could break even. Um, it was just a bit higher than the last peak in 2018. And... You know, it psychologically is a nice round number. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, if you look at technical analysis, people just ni- like nice round numbers. <laughs> so so it broke below <laughs> 20,000. It, it went down to like 18, 17K plus 18 for yep. the, the first time in, I think, three or four years. If you had bought crypto, if you had bought Bitcoin at the previous market pick in, in 2018, you would now be losing money, right? So they have gone all the way up mm-hmm. um, from 18 to 69 and all the way back down. So sorry, they went from 18 to, I think, or something like that. 75- then it went to 69 and now it's... Yes. I thought it went to 70. Yeah, and, and now it's down to right? yeah. 20 again. Yes. Yeah, 69,700 something. Yeah, and, uh, and now back to 80. Okay. So it's a roller coaster, And and, and yeah, that, that's fun. Um, it, It's back above <laughs> 20 now today in a short rally. But yeah, I think that's the crypto markets. You know, and everything else in crypto has followed, right? So if when below 1K, they went to 800 plus, and, and they came back up, you know. And I mean, I, I complained a bit about, well, crypto is, is kind of a sucky market, but I, I'm still buying, right? And, and the reason why I think it, it's kind of still worth buying is, you know, I, I think this is one of the first few instances in technology that you have such an early seat, right? So mm. the last big jump was probably the, the move from laptops to smartphones, right? But even before that, it was the birth of the internet, right and if mm. we think that you know there is a possibility not that it will happen but there is a possibility for a lot of this blockchain tech for a lot of crypto to become quasi internetish in in terms of reach in terms of skill you know this is essentially being able to buy into the protocol right at the very beginning and this is something that wouldn't have been yeah. available in the 1990s
1: right so in terms Correct.
0: of potential returns there is still something to be made there but of course early it's so risky we don't know what regulation will be like we don't even know if it will become big You know, there's, there's so much other risks you have to size your yes. positions correctly but what about you I mean I, I think you, you you have been kind of like on the fence about crypto for a bit right
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> absolutely when it was going up you were like and, I'll, and I'll, read, me- I'll, read, I'll read I'll read and then come down already still
1: reading I'm still reading I'm still reading <laughs> still reading no, I mean, okay, so in all fairness, you know, um, I have invested uh, lately into th- Ethereum um, and I think that one is is for me the safer play for now. I think what's going mm-hmm. on in my mind is is fundamentally I do believe in smart contracts, right? So okay. blockchain, I believe, is, is a good software to have these smart contracts I mean, in order mm. to, you know, move across banking and you know one of the use cases is buying a house right how you can get a load through a blockchain without actually even going to the bank and stuff like this have actually done this in sweden or in one of the nordic
0: countries (laughs) that's what i mean i think last week jefferson was like you know breaking news three arrows capital getting liquidated they really got liquidated that that guy lost like 10 billion in a few months
1: Wow. okay (laughs) yeah
0: yes on-chain
1: lending is a bit scary so yes agreed right so um I think is a good use case. Now, how much you lend and all of that—that's that's completely different. But I can see a use case for that, and for for that reason, I see fundamentals across all across Ether. Mm-hmm. And and for me, that's it. Bitcoin for me is still a question mark whether it's going to be the next currency and and all of these things, especially with with Christine Lagarde, you know, coming out and saying that, yeah, no, really. Christine Lagarde said that crypto is worth nothing, and someone from the IMS saying that, ah. IMF saying that IMF saying that I think a bit naive on her side, but she's trying to drive home a point right? That Firstly, it's not technically decentralized and all of those things. But for me, that's the part that I'm I'm still trying to find my, my way around. That's where I'm a bit confused. Let's put it that way.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think people got to talk, right? And a lot of it is just self serving in that sense. But what I would say is, and I think it's maybe relatively borne out, is that Bitcoin, at least for itself, feel, fulfills the characteristics of a store of value, right? So so if you, you know, mm. talk about what a store of value is, a store of value is something that, you know, has has relatively widespread acceptance, has fungibility, so, so you can kind of swap it around and, and all of that, right? And Bitcoin has those characteristics. Of course, how much of those characteristics it has and, you know, whether it really is widely accepted or not, I think that that's up for debate. Um, similarly for gold, but I think a way that mm. you can think about it is that it's potentially that. Right, and because it's only potential, it's not you know actual. That is why it's you know total market cap is still at a you know quite a big discount to to whatever it could be if it was actually a store of value, right? And and I think that that's where a lot of the the yeah. criticism is is kind of misplaced, right? Like, yes, we know it is not this, it is mm. not that, because if it was, it wouldn't be only worth this amount of money, right? And and that I think yeah, would it skyrocket you know, It's like you you kind of have to think about this, you know, all developing tech. Like when we first had the internet, you know, we had, what, we had dial-up, right? You, you, you couldn't use a house phone, you had to plug mm. it into your laptop, and then your parents <laughs> would be like, hey, I want to talk to my friend, you know, <laughs> you, you cannot, but you no, want to get use Get off that, the internet so I can when, talk to
1: someone, yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and this was, what, 20 years ago, when, when we were in secondary school, Yeah. right? Yeah, and yeah, and yeah, right yeah, now, absolutely. you know, if we had to plug in an internet cable to access internet, we're like, How how backwards is this? Right? Yeah. Everything has to be wireless. <laughs> it's not just about clogging up the, the phone lines. It's about, you know, online and I want it fast. You know? So so yeah. it's you know technology progresses, right? And as it progresses, it gets more value, it gets more use cases. Like for example, mm. you know, we, we think about Uber and Grab and you know Amazon delivery as we take it for granted now, right? But if we didn't have we smartphones, do. these things wouldn't have happened. You know, and and huh. th- that's just an explosion in the past six, seven years. You know, all these services Absolutely. have proliferated, right? So, you know, I, I think, and maybe I'm just optimistic. <laughs> this is just, you know, if you are bet- betting on crypto and all that, it's really a very small bet on where the progress can take you, right? And if it takes you into that kind of world, you know, you are going to make a lot of money. Right. For, even from a very small amount, you're going to make a relatively decent amount of money. And if it doesn't, then well, you we have lost that small amount of money. So, you know, too bad.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. It's like um I think when the dot com started, internet started, people went to buy URLs, right? Like Apple.com, yes. McDonald's.com, and then and then resold them to to McDonald's and Apple and, and, and whatever maybe not Apple, but you know, a few other a few other softwares and, and company websites and all of them. So effectively, yep. I think you're putting it towards that regard ish. Yes. I, I see where you're coming from. To a certain extent, I agree, which is why I said I saw a use case for you know just legal contracts over over blockchain, and you need the ether network mm-hmm. to do that. Which is why I fundamentally believe in 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 ether. Well, more than the others. Yeah. But yeah, for me, I don't know the next use case. I can't foresee it. Uh, will I risk a little bit of money into it? Absolutely. That's why I've bought it now. Will I risk yep. more than? more than what I put in stocks maybe not so I'm I'm quite conservative in that sense if
0: you have like you know 50% in in crypto that's not stable coins and and 50% in equities I think there's just something wrong with your you know risk allocation or or you You could just be like trying to strike the lottery right (laughs) and if you're trying to strike the lottery that's fine but let's not call let's call it what it is it's gambling
1: it's gambling yes (laughs) no no I think mine's somewhere around 5% in crypto or or 3% in crypto or something like that so it's very very small yeah, slowly going into it, but happy that I've I've taken the first put put the toe in, let's just say it like that.
0: Yeah. Just just get some exposure. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, then you know,
1: ah, exactly. Okay. I think the for coconuts out there, it, looking at the blue chip cryptos could be a, a good way to to look at it.
0: No, I and, I think it and, is. And it, a it, it's the, it's yeah. a flight to safety, yep. right? <laughs> Yeah. everybody's worried you know your, your small l1s and all that it's, it's going to be harder to survive so go for the blue chip you know i think you you again you you draw the parallel with the dot com crisis right it's not everybody's going to be a winner and not everybody will end up being mm-hmm. the the winners you know once the the tech gets developed enough um so, but you know mm-hmm. you are safer of probably staying with let's say microsoft or or even oracle or or it ibm at that stage you know the, the leaders rather than trying to bet on myspace right um, mm. then that, that's actually slightly yeah. after that but pets.com or, or whatever it is this is before my time i don't even know who who the small ones were town, <laughs> so right. so yeah that's that's probably the, the way to you know get used to crypto now and when the next bull cycle comes, you know you, you, are com- you are comfortable with the ecosystem and all that and that makes it a
1: lot easier i would say yep yep absolutely Awesome. Well, thanks, thanks for that, Anthony. Cool. I think that was a that was a good one. Uh, got me to speak a little about crypto, a little bit about crypto. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now I'll, I'll be better right? at it. I, I so really I, enjoy it. it, it. It's, it's risky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, it, next it's thing it's is Reggie's trying to side. get me to talk <laughs> more about China. Yeah. Okay, fine. It is. It is. Uh, I will agree. With, I will agree with you. Uh, yes. <laughs> Awesome coconut Well thanks again For, for listening in uh, Next week It's Anthony And myself again I think Jeff is still On holiday Or oh, something like this
0: I, I'm away next oh, week yes. So you need to find A replacement. Anthony is away next
1: week It's okay We'll have Reg Uncle Reggie's Back in town <laughs> And yeah <laughs> Awesome Alright We'll see you next week then Bye Alright Take care guys Bye Thanks for tuning in To this week's episode With me Rakesh and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.